Well, listeners, it's time for this. Hello and welcome. It's me, Rodney Cyrus. This is On and Off The Pitch. We're back one more time with so many answers followed by the previous week's questions. I'm joined by the right honourable Lord <laughs> Sir Mad Marcus. How are you? I get more appreciation on here than I do from a young family. Well, you know, <laughs> one has to try. One has to try. At least I'm respected in the right way on it. As, as Jose always say, respected. 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 Um, all is well in the Manchester United house after a fantastic six-goal win. They are jubilant, but let us not get carried away. This was a very, very poor team that Manchester United played. And let's be clear, there is still some bad feelings following the defeat against Liverpool and Burnley. And the Burnley one really did sting. So we will talk about um, the game today, obviously, because it is a win. And it's always good to talk about a win. But we'll also kind of reflect on uh, the Burnley result, what that means for Manchester United. For me, there were so many um, questions before the game. I put a tweet out asking people what they thought they needed to be changed. So many answers came back. We're going to go through those as we go through the stream. Hopefully we'll get some comments from individuals in the chat. And you and I, uh, some Sir Mad, Sir Mad Marcus, Lord Marcus, right honourable Sir Mad Marcus, we'll just get into it and uh, see what happens. The time will no doubt fly by. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's always good, mate. It's been an eventful week. It's been so, an it's uh... been <laughs> it's been an eventful yeah. week. It's been more than an eventful week. Um, how are you feeling about Manchester United at this moment in time? How are you feeling about them? I am feeling quite scared, to be honest. Um, I, you know, the Burnley result was a bit of a shock. Uh, mm. The Liverpool result wasn't a shock. I expected us to, to lose that one anyway. But um, I think, in terms of today's result, it's if it, it only shows to Woodward and the people up top that these players can play. All right, the opposition are absolutely dire. Um, and I, I think Tramier are flirting near relegation at mainly one. Yeah. So it it just shows that you know maybe playing that sort of caliber of team is is our ceiling where we could get results week in week out. You know if we're playing in the Premier League, we're playing obviously it's tougher opposition. We're being outplayed. We're being outmuscled, and we're refusing to spend money. So you know today's result could cause a bit of a case for Woodward and, and the Glazers to say, well, do we really need this Bruno Fernandes lad? Do, you know, do we need loans? <laughs> you know, um, yeah. they like to keep the money in their pocket. So I think really that's the only thing that would come out of today's, today's match. Yeah, do you know something? The, the whole Bruno Fernandes saga um, or, you know, daydream, as I'd like to call it, uh, we will get into later on, but the, it, the, today's result does kind of, what I would say, throw the breadcrumbs to the pigeons once more. The misdirection, the kind of untruths that we have held onto as fans and supporters and critics for far too long. There are a number of questions about this squad, about this team, about this club, about the manager, his staff, the CEO, the owners, you know, there are for the six goals that were scored today, 
there are six questions that you would pose. Your, your one question is why does Ole always give lame excuses after every defeat? That's one. Two, what do you say about the lame transfer policy? Three, the befuddled approach to any transfer? Four, the CEO himself, Ed Woodward, he reminds me, people have called him um, distant from the club, they're called him remote, he believes he's, you know, if, if any of you actually understand your Roman history, he's like Nero the Emperor, who stood by and watched Rome burn, because Manchester United, as an empire, has crumbled. Rome once controlled all of Europe, and people wondered, how did that happen? But more importantly, how did it fall apart? Manchester United, we have witnessed literally be dismantled and we have blamed players, we have blamed managers, but every single time we've pointed the blame at dog, that section of the club, the individuals that have hired the managers, the individuals that have been responsible for transfers has never ever been questioned. And now the fans are making it vocal in terms of their dislike of him, their dislike of the owners, and, and, and being very, very harsh with their words. And they're, not, and they're not even being subtle with their words. They're being very direct and blunt about what they would do, which, you know, we've discussed before and we don't believe it is correct. But as fans, they pay their money. You would say that they have a right to um, their, their say in what they believe is going wrong. And then you've got the other two questions, the Glazers who are owners, who are almost like absent landlords. They don't care. They're only interested in the value of the budget sheet. And then the last thing is you have a manager who's only interested in keeping his job because he's actually learning on the job. Now, I'm not against Oli, but th those are the six questions that we face as as owners. I mean, as sports owners, if only we were as supporters and as uh -huh. fans as, and as, as pun. If we were owners, you wouldn't be in this mess, could you imagine? Yep. So... You know, in terms of the the, the, the the answers to those questions, when I put the tweet out and goes, what would you change? Literally everyone came up with the same thing. Change the owners. We need to get rid of the owners. We need to get rid of the CEO, you know, and, and we need to, you know, get rid of the deadwood. And they started to list all the players, X, Y, Z, you know, the, the usual names. Certain yeah. Mr. Jones was in there. But what they didn't mention was necessarily Oli. It's almost like one or the other. It was either. And for me... Because this empire has literally fallen apart, it's crumbled. And people may say, what are you talking about? That's not true. I believe it is. You have to have a, a you literally have to have what you call like an, a laxative approach to Manchester United. Clean out everything that belonged to or was linked to Sir Alex Ferguson, Ed Woodward. If you're going to get rid of owners, you need to clean it out because what's been proven to me and I know I'm, I'm going off a little bit before we, you know, talk about the Tramway result, is that there are so many people that have vested interests in this club that want it to survive so that it, it kind of betters, the, betters them. It improves their lot, you know? Uh, yeah. You know, you've got the pundits saying, don't let get rid of Oli, then when it was Jose, get rid of Jose. You know, really and truthfully, those guys that were the class of 92, they came into a team that was very fortunate that had actual experience and they were able to learn alongside them. There is no experience in this current team. The players that have been bought are um, good players. You know, they're committed, they're overpaid, they're overpriced. And 
they are they are they are the club right now. They are the, where the club is right now. And if we keep going bouncing between the manager, the cl uh, the players, the owners, the managers, you have to really think. You know what? What is it that we want? If we're going to start from fresh, is Oli the person to do that? If he isn't, then you know you'd have to say they've got to move him on. If he is, then I'm confused as to what he is trying to do because I know it's about being young, being fast, being British, but I can't see anything else. And I heard something today when they said, because Ole has supported Woodward, he's tied himself to um, the kind of the, the, the either success or the danger or the perilous condition or position that Edward has put himself in. For me, this, this, Ole is doing exactly what he needs to do in terms of trying to survive. But if anything were to happen to Woodward's position, Woodward will would do what he would do. He's an emperors are emperors for a reason. They do what's best for them. And he will get rid of Oli. He's done it to Moyes. He's done it to Louis van Gaal. And he's done it to Jose Mourinho. Oli could be club legend a hundred times over. He'd still get sacked. He'd still get sacked. So for me, there are a number of answers to all of those questions. And, and the questions are, are immense. And I know it has been a long week. It has been an eventful week. But it's given me a lot of time to think about the questions or the, the, the responses that everyone put to me. And I thought, well, you've got all of these things. It's not just one of these things, it's everything. It is, it's, it's all of the things that everyone has suggested because it doesn't matter where you sit or I sit or someone else is sitting at home or in the stands or someone around, you know, in Australia or Canada or whatever. Everyone's got a vested interest. They buy the merchandise, they follow the club unconditionally. It is that's what you call as an imbalanced love affair. It's almost abusive in terms of the neglect that that the club will show to fans. They are the last thing on their mind. The fans are last. They don't care about the fans as long as they're getting money. So the fans, if the fans were saying these are the things that they need to change, when you put them all together, it's basically a laxative approach. Everyone has to go <laughs> and start well, fresh. You know, I mean, if if you look at it like that, then it's it's a bit of a pointless battle, isn't it? Because you've got one half of the fans that, like you say there, that, you know, the love affair yeah. with United, who support United through, you know, thick and thin, and they're quite happy to roll along with it because, you know, they go to the away games, they go to home games, week in, week out, and then you've got the other side of the fans yeah. who want change and are adamant about doing things, you know, in, in a, a right way or a wrong way. Mm. But they're, they're still contributing to try to do something. You've got the fans singing about the Glazers and, you know, it's some of the stuff that was said is outright disgusting. But, as you said, they pay their money into the club and does it give them a, a right to vent their frustrations? Yeah, it does. But it's got to be in, a, in the right way. You know, you, you can't be singing derogatory stuff towards, you know, owners and people, no matter how much you dislike them. Mm. So, you know, there, there is a right way, there is a wrong way. I've gone the way of cancelling subscriptions and, like I say, I, I haven't bought a United shirt for about three or four years now. I stopped going to the games about 11, 12 years ago um, when the kids came along. So, you know, I've, I've slowly stepped away from it, but I, I still, you know, I suppose what you would call now an, an armchair supporter. Well, you, you have, you, but, but, um, but the reality is that you have other responsibilities. That's what it is. Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. But this is the thing. Life changed me. Of course. So you know, I've, I've had to adapt and, and roll along with it. And it's the younger generation now 
and the what do you call them? Like you know, the hardcore top Manchester United what people that don't understand the... that. You know, um, there are certain people. You know, there are probably certain fans that will go to games and leave their wife and six, seven, eight kids at home and, you know, go out on the binge afterwards and not roll in until the following morning, you know, mm. and, and they're quite happy doing that. And it's their right to do that. But for me, I, I also think that's that's the wrong way to do it because you've got other prior, priorities in your life mm. and, um, you know, you do what you can to support the club, whether you're for it or against it, in the right manner. Yeah. You know, you, you don't sink yourself, you don't, lower yourself to the the depths of, the, of like the gutters or anything like that yeah. by venting your opinion on you know it's just i mean i might be a bit longer than tooth mate i might be old you know um we all are when I, yeah, <laughs> you know i just think it's the difference of generations Rodney. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. This, this generation now have the social media aspect of it yeah you know when we in our younger days we didn't even have mobile phones Whoa, you know, and it wasn't around. You know, it's we had, we had to do things in a different way. Yeah. So, you know, I think now you can get away with a lot more disgusting stuff. Um, you know, there are ways around everything now, whereas back in the days, you know, when me and you were younger, if you did something you know, wrong, you nine times out of ten, you'd be found and, you know, you'd be d- done for it, disciplined or whatever. Yeah. So... I think today's world has made it easier for people to, you know, use disgusting choice of words and make themselves look big. And I think it's all about attention, mate, at the end of the day. Yeah, do you know something? I I, I totally agree. And um, you've only got to look at what happens in the world of politics to see how people react to that. Um, that, that, Those incidents in terms of those debates and what, what politicians say and do, they lie so blatantly and the general public has accepted what they say because they know that they're not perfect and, and the world isn't made of perfect people. So, And with that, you do get that level of kind of uh, abuse, um, that freedom of language. Um, people are quick to say uh, something which is very, very hurtful without actually kind of measuring what it might do beyond themselves so it is that you know what how, I'm long gonna... have, how long have the glazers been in charge it's about 15 years now it's it? been a long time it's been i mean they i mean the 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 number one glazer his name escapes me at the moment um is it malcolm i think is it the father glazer, yeah. um i mean he was uh, there around about when uh, towards the end of sir alex ferguson's time um because yeah. he had shares in the club then and uh you know, to me, in terms of the owners, they've been they've been around they've been around a long time. They really have. And uh, it, what what we would want from from them as as owners has kind of gone through cycles in terms of where we we really praise them in terms of the uh, the players that were brought in. You know, the, the Pogbas, the the you know when that was it Van Nistelrooy right at that time. I can't remember. Van Nistelrooy, yeah. yeah, you know. When you look at um, you know, what fans can do to to voice their opinion and stuff, yeah, yeah, you know, we had to, you know, going back to the days of the green and gold scarves, you know, and stuff like that, you, you, the protests outside the grounds and stuff, you know, yeah. now it's all about a hashtag. It's all about an act symbol. It's so simple, mate. You yeah. can support that club yeah. from... You, you know, from laying in the bath, from sitting on the toilet, 
you can do a hashtag to yeah. show where you stand. Yeah. Right. And it's 15, um, 20 years ago, you had to go out and stand out in the bloody cold rain, snow, placards, yeah, t shirts, flags, slogan, everything. Slogans. So, and this is what I mean. It's the difference in the generations, right? Yeah, it is. It, it, you know, if people want to stop going to games, then, you know, you do that. That's your right. Mm. But you got to remember, you've already paid. If you're a season ticket holder, you've already paid for your ticket. They've already got your money. Mm. So, what's the point of not turning up? Yeah. It, it's. You know, it's <laughs> You make a really good point. Yeah, it is tricky. You, you, what I'm going to say is, in the comments, you've got Peter. Peter G, hello, thank you. Uh, what do you think of the rumoured mass walkout, which has been uh, doing the rounds on, on social media in terms of walking out on the 58th minute at the next home Well, apparently game. that's, is it Saturday or Sunday we got Wolves? Yeah. Um, so. I did read that on social media and, you know, um, a, a certain... Uh, friend of mine on on youtube has uh, mentioned it as well yeah um and yeah but again you know that's all fine and well but it's no good three four five thousand people out of seventy five thousand doing it you know you well, want at it, least it, 20 25 surely yeah it, it there is that you know and i peter your 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 um question is is a very good one and and what i will say to to that question is is this it's not a bad way of actually demonstrating when you consider the uh, various and quite amusing ways that some of the fans have actually chosen to, to describe what they, they think about the, the Glazers and uh, Mr. Woodward. And some would say it's amusing, some would say it's disgusting. You know, I'm using that word in terms of a, a different kind of a expression. What I, for me, this is how I see, I don't drink as a fan. Um, I go to games and I kind of watch the sport. For, for, for many, many football supporters, whether they're Manchester United or any other club, for them it's the day, they go out, they drink, you go into the ground, there are people inside the ground, they're drinking in the ground, they're eating food inside the ground. And I made this point months ago and someone said to me that was ridiculous. I said, you can go to the game, right? But don't drink anything inside the stadium, you know? Don't eat anything. There is a catch to this, don't eat anything. And they said, that's stupid. That wouldn't make any difference. If I am a vendor, if I am, if I have bought um, food that is perishable, right? Has a sell by yeah. date, a use by date. I would be concerned if people who were coming into my establishment weren't buying anything. I would wonder why, I would be concerned. And if you keep doing that, then it sends a message. If you do it across the board, it stands out because if you don't make any money on the day, you that will send a signal because the Glazers, their heartbeat, their pulse rate only registers when money is missing. That's the, you know, they are the modern day financial Draculas of this football club. That's what they are. They're bleeding it dry. So you either don't buy the merchandise, you don't buy the drinks, you don't buy the food. The flip side to that, when I say the, 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 the opposite side to that, is that because there are so many people taking their children there for the first time, you know, it's the experience. You're going to take your child. You're not going to feed your child. You're not going to say, I'm not going to give you a drink because there's a protest. I'm not going to buy you that burger. I'm not going to buy you those crisps. I'm not going to... You buy it. Your child goes along and he goes, I want to do that. And you go, okay, I'll buy it. So in your mind, you might want to do the protest, but you're there with your child and you then have to go along and then spend money in the club. On the other side of this, there are those people that will say, yeah, let's, let's do this, let's do that. And the minute they go to the game, 
someone will go fancy a quick pint and that will be it do you know what I mean and it's that simple for your you know your principles in terms of how you will feel disgusted about the club how you you, you feel that the club have um, not given you any due consideration it just goes out of the window by someone simply saying let's get a pint and, it's, and, and it's, that's how quickly any kind of you know rebellion for call it a better word is kind of squashed so that when you look at the bigger picture for the Glazers, they're only interested in money, stop their money going in. However you do it, from whatever viewpoint, standpoint, you take as a fan, you say, I'm not doing this, that's down to you. If you don't, if you want to walk out, that's down to you. It's your, you paid your money, you're, you're entitled to it. You're very much entitled to it. So there are all those things. In terms of the, the Glazers moving on, they'll move on when they're good and ready. That's the, that is the bottom line. They are... Yeah. Like I said, they're not interested in anything. Until that money, you know, until people start making a dent in their pockets, that you know, it's business as normal. Yeah. You know, and the only way you hurt a business is by not investing in it. So they lose money. You know, you've got to knock the share prices down. Apparently the share prices went up yeah, you know, I mean, the other week. <laughs> and I thought to myself, Jesus Christ, that's, you know, what, how? How does that happen? By magic, honestly. You yeah, know, you, you 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 would think that the that considering all of the bad press that the Glazers are getting in terms of the hashtags, the green and gold, the songs, it's just you know that the, they're selling whatever they're selling elsewhere. The advertising revenue is up. It's all good in terms of the financial part. The issue that me and you and other people have is on the pitch. And again, you know, great result against Tranmere today. I'm not really talking too much about it because the game was done and dusted in the first half. Uh, for me, five nil by half time, six nil at the end of the game, and 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 the goal scorers, you know, Dallo, Jones, Lingard, you know, players that some had already listed to me as they need to go. So now that they've scored a goal, does it change anything? <laughs> does it change anything? Uh, oh. You know, you kind of oh, you can people, you know, swallowing air, thinking, how am I going to answer this question? Because it's, you know. They're part of the problem, but they've got now. They're now on the score sheet, and you can bet your bottom dollar. I didn't listen to the post-match conference press conference that there mm. will be some upbeat message from Ole, which he has every right to do. Um, but it's always the same, and he's very much he's defending Ed Woodward. He will defend Ed Woodward all the time. And some of the things that I've read in the press of recent that he said, you know, the players that have gone didn't fit the character of the club. And I was thinking to myself, well. What does that say about Ashley Young, who left one year shy of a testimonial? What does that say about Phil Jones, who's still at the club, and you really use? I mean, what do, I mean, there's mixed messages for me in terms of you're you're changing the ethos of the club. Um, I want him to succeed, and I was at a game today, um, a non-league game, and someone asked me, you know, did you believe that he should have got the job? And I had to be honest, I said no, he shouldn't have got the job because there were. The, the, the board didn't do what they said. They said they were going to wait until the summer and review it then. But they got carried away with this wave of flag waving from the BT Sports studio and elsewhere, you know, give him the job. He's, you know, after the Paris Saint-Germain result and he's doing all of these things. And what we realise now is when you look back at that Paris Saint-Germain result and you look at the squad today, you know, he's playing a right back that was bought from Portugal on the left side of midfield, he's doing the same thing. And I was thinking to myself, yeah. you played five, you played 
you use the same defensive tactics that you played against Liverpool against Tranmere. You played five defenders. And, I, I, that, and, yeah. and I'm not blaming him, but I'm thinking, where are all the young players that are coming through the air? What is happening to them? I just don't get it. Well, the only positive for me today out of that game, positive fact alone, um, he's had a very stop-start career at Manchester United. Yeah. Um, he's been out with injury this season since the beginning of the season. Yeah. Um, but I remember him playing, uh, even under Mourinho, against young boys in particular. Ooh. The amount of crosses yeah. that lad put into that box in that game, I think he put more crosses in the first 15 minutes than we'd done throughout up until that point in that season. And I think, you know, this could be... You, Ollie's got a good problem here in terms of right-back and right-wing, right? Because if you look at the right-back situation, you've got Wan-Bissaka, not that great going forward, but he's absolutely mm. solid defending. Mm. Always gets his tackling spot on, apart from that penalty, um, which we knew it was coming this season. But yeah. he's very good. He's very tough, very energetic, does his job well. But then you look at Delone, right, who's not that great defensively, but going forward... He's, I think the lad is, is top-notch. I really do. I think yeah. he's one of the best crossers of the ball we've yeah. got in that team. Yeah. He's got some trickery about him. Yeah. He's got an eye for goal, which he has. The, all right, it was his first goal for United today. Yeah. But, you know, you watch it back. He's got his head down, and he knows where the goal is. Yeah. He, 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 put, he, he uh, put it in. Yeah, I'm not, yeah. I'm, I'm not disputing in terms of the goal scorers, how well they took their goals. I'm just kind of trying to, you know, compare and contrast the... the the arguments and the discussions that we've had about the players that we say shouldn't be at the club and then when they score a goal in a result like this what does that mean how do fans take it does it shift the focus away from the bigger problems of the club in terms of the the, the, the long-term goal which no one seems to really be clear of the the ownership of the club which we all are clear of but we're not happy about the the ceo what does he do um you know, the, the lack of a director of football. I, I mean, there's so many things. What I want to do is thank everyone who is actually in the comments. I really appreciate it. Please, if you could give, not even me a like, if you could give the right honourable Sir Lord <laughs> Mad Marcus a like, he would really, really appreciate that because it's all about showing the love. I'm going to quickly jump into the comments, Marcus, and see um, our, our number one moderator, who I've been thinking about all week and wondering if they're okay, and it's Jessica. Hope you're okay, Jessica. We haven't spoken, but I'm, I know um, you're over in Canada, and when it's cold and snowy, people just shut themselves away, and she's probably done that. She's bunkered down. She's bunkered down. Um, uh, Jessica says in the comments she doesn't blame Ollie. Um, Peter G says Ollie's doing the best he can with the team that is short in numbers because Woodward didn't get enough players in in the summer. Is failing again in the January window. We'll cover that definitely in terms of transfers. Uh, Jessica said apparently the revenue from the commercial side has fallen, so that's a good thing. Woodward's failing there too. Yeah, but he's still in the job, um, Jessica. That's the one thing. Uh, and Mark Atherton is in the house, and, and this is the appropriate time for me to say. Uh, Thank you, Mark. You you are a, a subscriber to the channel. I really appreciate that. So um, thank you. Also had Raymond uh, subscribe and it's me, Mike UK. So yeah, big up as they say uh, out, out there on the streets. Uh, Rasmus is in the house. Um, Rasmus has said Young got an assist on his interday on his inter debut. His last assist for us was in twenty eighteen. <laughs> 
Oh gosh, this song. I, honestly, you couldn't you couldn't make it up. Um, the one of the the questions that I heard today was about um, or in the week was about um, Ollie then getting actually a director of football role, creating a role, and Ollie Ollie going upstairs and then bringing in Pochettino. And I thought, really, is that is that the thinking that we're using right now? Is that what we're going to do? We're, we're really going to go down that road where we have a manager who's learning on the job and you want to give him a job which has a greater scope than the one he already has so that he can then learn on that job because the one that he's currently doing, we know he's not really doing well, but we're, we're not... Does that To me, does that make any sense to you, Marcus? Well, you know, in a way, I've got to say, it does a bit because... <laughs> If you look at the signings he's done in the summer in Maguire, yeah. Wamasaka, and James, right? Yeah. A director of football needs to be someone who has football knowledge yeah. and needs to know potential signings and sends the scouts out to have a look and all that. And if you believe the papers and you believe yeah. the YouTube channels, the players that we're scouting and being attracted to, some of them ain't bad, you know. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. you know, there, there are ones in there that you, you would pass on. Yeah. But the likes of, you know, um, obviously, you know, the main one, this Fernandez lad. Oh. Um, you know, and apparently uh, Quincy Promise or something oh. I, I, read, I read today. I'm on a promise. And it's um, not, not with you guys. Like <laughs> <laughs> That's um, why I'm on early. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, so, some of the players that we are being touted with aren't that, aren't that bad. You know, so I can see it in a, in a business sense because... We, Solskjaer's already in place. You know, it would save them time on going out and finding someone or attracting someone to the club because we know that the club is not an attractive proposition at the minute. Mm. You know, not even to... You know, I, th I think I read someone, even Cavani turned us down at 32. Well, there's know. a reason for that. Um, there's a reason. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. But it, it still falls in line with the fact that we're desperately in need of a striker and we're linked to him and he's turned us down for, you know, the reasons that it was. Yeah. But I, I, I do think I can see it in, in a business sense because Ollie's already in place. It would save Woodward time, you know, going out and scouting Europe for a top director of football. When, what's the point when, you know, if, again, if you believe the papers, we've already had talks with Pochettino and Pochettino's already made his demands. So if that's in place, yeah, why not put the manager you've got at the minute up a level and then it, it just all moves, doesn't it? It's, it's, it's like finding that perfect piece of a jigsaw in terms yeah. of wood size. Yeah, I understand. You know what? You make it sound so good. You really, really do. But it, well, see, I tend to look at things from both sides. Yeah, it, I try yeah. to be as fair as I can be. Yeah, no, you, no, I like you know, you, you have to understand. I think what you've done is really, really good because you're trying to accommodate someone in a role that they one day haven't completed or you know even looked at themselves before. Um, there's no idea whether or not they're going to be successful in the role that we're suggesting they take because they're in a role that they, we believe them not to be good enough in. So, you know, what I've called it, and many, many months ago, I called it the Peter Principle, and it's there. People who are promoted beyond their capabilities. And that's what it is. It's nepotism. It's, you know, if, and this is the, this is, uh, let's look at it the other way. Imagine if Ole was sacked. Imagine if he was. Mm. Would Bayern Munich want him? Mm. 
No, they wouldn't. Would Real Madrid but, win him? No, but uh, Spurs wouldn't. Another win spin him. on it, though, right? <laughs> Can you imagine the backlash, right, that they would get if they sacked him from the fans? I, do you know Their something? Legend, I our don't. I, do, I'll be honest with you. I don't believe the backlash would be that bad. I, I honestly, think it will. no, I don't. Honestly, I don't. I don't think it would be that bad. I don't because the club, as I've, I've, I've already mentioned, the club in itself as an empire has gone. It is finished. People, you know, we are going to lord this club about winning 6-0 against Tranmere. It's a good game, a good result, a good confidence builder, but that's about it. The club were beat by Liverpool and he came out with excuses that, you know, and I thought to myself, when on reflection, when you look back at the game, Liverpool had plenty of chances and you went into that game playing with a back five and with two holding midfielders and Liverpool had one holding midfielder and they were at home. You then follow it up with the similar formation against Burnley and you lose. And you lose. And you then follow up with the same formation again against Tranmere. And I'm thinking this is this is the, the one trick that Oli has at the moment, which he's been using. And it, whether it's down to the lack of personnel, you know, that the that, that Woodward hasn't bought, this is the question that I've asked. What is happening with the Academy players? We've talked about Ghana, we've talked about Levitt, they're there. We've got Rumours that Chong's agent is talking to Inter Milan because he can leave on a free in the summer, which is why he got game time today. We're talking about Gomez, who's already said he's not signing. These guys, Gomez was tipped two years ago to break into the first team. Two years ago. He's nowhere no, near no, no, it. Let me paint you a picture of this, right? So just bear with me a second. Of course. <laughs> bear with us, peeps. got a home game yeah. against Wolves, right, at the weekend, Yeah. The morning before, Woodward already knows that the fans are against him. There's still no transfers business being done, right? And that this morning, fr- is this Friday? Day, yeah, yeah. So this will be <laughs> Friday, right? So that Friday, Ollie goes into his office, right? Woodward cannot dare sack Ollie that yeah. Friday morning. Yeah. He cannot dare sack it. Not with the plane banners going about him, not with the bonfire songs going about him and the owners upstairs. Not with, I suppose, in a way, threat, death threats from yeah. the singing section yeah, yeah, as yeah. well. Yes. There is no way that that bloke, right, this season could get away with sacking him at all. Yeah. Right. And I think, I think when they appointed him, they didn't realise this because that guy, Solskjaer, is loved, not loved by every fan. Mm. He's not even a legend to every fan, but he is notoriously loved throughout that club. Right, Sir Alex, you know, ex players, you know, even Kingo loves him, you know, and he's an odd git. Yeah, of course. So, of course. There is no way that he could get away with sacking him, mate, without the fans turning again. And well, it would just be another, it will, it will go up another level. Right. It really will. It, and it the really only way will, yeah. They could get him out of that job, right, is if they brought in Poch or an Allegri or Simeone or Zidane, whoever. The only way they could remove Oli from being manager is by creating a role at that club and keep him at that club in some capacity. Jobs some for the boys. shape or form. Jobs for the yeah. boys. Yeah. I'll tell, you, I, I'll tell you something, right? You named three people in there, or at least two, that I would I would actually say great appointments, but they would not have Oli as director of football. Zidane. Yeah. And um, Allegri. They Allegri. would actually, they would probably poke Edward Wood in the eye with the pen that he offered them to sign the contract with yeah. and walk out. Because those are seasoned 
they, they are world-class legends in their own right in terms of a management point of view and Zidane as a player and a manager. You know, uh, as much as Oli's loved as a, leg, uh, as a legend by the fans, it will be a very, very difficult thing to impose upon uh, another manager, him as a director of football. Um, Mark says in the comments, he says, Matthew, sorry, not Mark, apologies, Matthew Crichton, thank you. It was a different formation today. And I thought, well, was it a different formation today? And he played three at the back, four in midfield. This is the back three. Lindelof, Jones and Maguire, defenders. Right side of midfield, Delow, defender. Left side of midfield, Luke Shaw, defender. That's five at the back. Is it, is it me? Am I going mad? That's five, right? Matic, uh, who oh, everyone oh. says, yeah, it's five. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that is technically it's, five. It's, it's five then, at the yeah, back, but, yeah. yeah. Uh, Matic, yeah. who everyone says is slow as a holding midfielder. Pereira, again, holding midfielder. Lingard up front, Marshall and Greenwood. So, uh, you know, the, 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 the philosophy that, that Oli is going down or using is about having defenders and a sprinkling of attackers up front, which is not a problem for me. I just know that you know if if the if the results continue to go the way they are, and the pundits, the former players who sit in the whatever studio, when they critique managers about the formations and if and you say that players are you know square pegs in round holes, which is what if and and if the two players that I've mentioned, like Shaw and Delo, if they're being used as wingers and everyone knows that they're defenders, that to me sounds like the same scenario that we found ourselves in for the last five or six years with Ashley Young. You know, and then people literally abused him so much so he didn't even wait around to say goodbye. He just left. That's that quickly. What that's did you a, get out? That, but that tells you the measure of how bad things were with him, the club, and how he saw how he was treated by the fans. And that's the reality. You know, so as much as we're lauding these players for be playing in those roles now, the long-term effect that it will have on those players if they're not playing in the position that they're meant to play in will mean that they are technically, they will leave without any kind of real affection with the club. That is what I believe, that's, that's what I believe will be the case. Now, I'm going to actually bring over into the screen uh, the Twitter feed that I put on the question. Um, that This was really interesting, this, this question. Um... And it was what do what do uh, uh, fans believe are the answers to Manchester United current problems? And that was and uh, someone said I can't even get that tweet because um, that was Deborah says a thorough and complete answer is always. She said basically she listed everything, <laughs> everything. She listed a li like there were like seven things she listed: clear out the management, clear out the CEO, you know, change of manager, change. She just went through it, so I had to. Um, Give her her respect for that. Um, Eddie Nesta, MBE, we roll like that. He just simply said one word, potch. <laughs> you know, simple as that. Uh, there's another one, and Bateman said, the hard reality is that there, is, there are simply no solutions, no answers to our problems, as what really needs to happen simply will not. We are stuck in this period of seeing poor results for a while to come. Wow. That's um, something. Uh, Jonathan says, maybe Oli as manager would work if he had more people around him who could coach the players. And um, Oli needs a team of coaching staff to fill the gaps 
which are lacking from his own skill set. So here is a here is a season ticket holder who openly acknowledges that Oli doesn't have everything in terms of management, and he says he needs a better team. He has McKenna, who used to manage and coach the academy. He has Phelan already. He has Carrick, who's been at the club for a long time. I mean, and how, how many more people do you need around him for him the to do is, the, that? The thing with that, Rodney, right, is that... McKenna has no Premier League experience. Yeah, but he knows all of the academy players. Right. That was why he won great. But it's, a, it's a different step, isn't it? Well, you know that. he was meant to be the bridge. He was meant to be the bridge, which is, is, has, would, has allowed, everyone will say, for Greenwood to become the player that he is, has allowed uh, Brandon Williams to leapfrog over Chong and Gomez as, as the next in line to be in the first team. The, those two names, Chong and Gomez, were lined up years ago, two years ago as being the next out of that academy because they were seen to be the best of the bunch. Brandon Williams was seen as okay, but he was nowhere near the front of the queue at all. You know, so when we have an issue, when you have two extremely talented, gifted midfield players who have said, we're not signing a contract, even though McKenna's part of the first first team coaching staff, we're not signing a contract, we're prepared to go out and play elsewhere. It, it kind of makes me question in terms of what is the actual ethos of the club. And this is not a slight on Oli because this has always been the case. I've always questioned the academy. But these guys have been around for a long time. Not not like 12 months. They've been around for like three years. They know yeah, the but, club. But they might know the club, but they don't... You know, it, football changes every week. It evolves after every game. But just because, um, you know, you got an academy guy who used to train with the, you know, McKenna, who used to teach the academy kids. Yeah. And then you got Carrick, who was a great CDM. And yeah. you got Phelan, who was, who was an old school tactician. Oh. And then you've got a good midfielder trying to fresh ideas. Yeah. As well. You got four people there, as from what I can tell all conflicting each other because I never see Carrick get up, right? I never see McKenna get up. I saw Phelan sat behind them three in the dugout today. Right. right? Now surely if he's the assistant he should be sat next to Ollie. Right. And Carrick or McKenna should have been sat back there. So I I just think those four there is no need to have four people there. You don't need Carrick. You don't need McKenna. Yeah. Right? Well the, you, the, the, the comment in the and for me that Twitter thread that I in following the question was really insightful for me because everyone was more or less saying the same thing but at different periods in time and the, the same things were coming up over and over again. There was an element. What what I don't understand is that how a club that can have an abundance of young talent and there is an abundance of young talent at the club that they're not getting they're not coming through at the rate that everyone would like to to see them come through and even though. We're talking about um, players with experience being told that, that, you know, if you're 28, you're Deadwood, you know, so Matic has got a goal, Matt has got a goal, Young's got a goal. We then find ourselves in a situation where there isn't enough experience in the team to deal with the young players who are now seen as the seniors at 21, 22, 23. Neither of those players, whether it's Martial, McTominay and Rashford, have won a league. They don't know what it takes to win a league. They don't have a clue. Mm -hmm. I don't have a clue. And, you know, as much as McKenna and, 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 um, how can I forget his name? Is it Carrick? Carrick. And Phelan and, and Ollie of experience winning 
the, the league, whether it's been part of the staff or as a player, you cannot transfer that over to someone unless they actually have the tools already within them to win the league. And that, that for me, that this is what I'm saying in terms of so many answers. There were so many answers from everyone else that it's not just one answer, it's all of it. Sometimes you need to actually go and back to basics and say we are starting fresh because we cannot honestly say we've got to go back to when it was Sir Alex Ferguson. That period of time was successful, but it wasn't always right. That's, mm. the, that's the thing, mm. because Sir Alex Ferguson functioned with his brother as the agent. I mean, seriously, he went to extremes. He had one manager who had his brother, and then you had other managers who have 50 and they can't get anything right. And we will get onto the crazy transfer news. But I just want to say this, this tweet from Gavin Roberts. And he says, realistically, the Glazers are going nowhere. He says, but for now, he says, Woody, I believe, I believe Mr. Woodward, needs <laughs> to move away from the club, which also isn't going to happen because he makes them so much money. Straight, straightforward. So he needs to keep himself in the money department. We need a director of football making football decisions. And I simply respond by saying, getting a director of football at Manchester United is akin to grabbing the end of a rainbow, rarely seen and beyond anyone's actual reach. Because we keep talking about this role and it's never going to happen. But never, again, you, you never. look at what's been linked. You, know, you look at these people. Look, I've only heard or read of two people that have been linked to this direct Three, actually. Fletcher, Ferdinand, Campos. And, and right. Van der Sar. Van der Sar. Van der Sar ain't going to leave Ajax, though, is he? Listen, you, you could sit anywhere in the world and watch what's happening at Manchester United. You, you could actually be on Mars and say, I'm not going there. Right. And which one? Is the cheapest the one that's already at the, <laughs> the club? One that's at the... <laughs> right, Obviously, it's a it's a financial situation yeah. that we're looking at. Not a, it, okay. which one is yeah. the cheapest? Um, okay. Oh, the, the one who's managing the club now, <laughs> you know. And then, where's what's the cheapest way to get a manager? Well, the one who isn't in a job now. God, you know, you know it's so funny. It is. It is right. Last comment from the thread. Drake Holt evolved. Uh, thanks again for coming on. Uh, tweeted in the week he said clear as day glazers out however let's be realistic the glazers are not going anywhere more realistic solutions would be to get a director of football and ensure that he is in charge of everything football inside from recruitment to transfer dealings and creating a football vision i've got to be honest with you i wouldn't trust ollie with transfers i wouldn't you know as much as i like the guy as uh, as a legend i just wouldn't trust him as um, I wouldn't trust him with transfers because that's not his bag. It's just not his bag at all. I I think him and Pochettino would work quite well, you know. I really do because I think, you know, you got Ollie's, I want to say, experience of the club of knowing what it's like. And you, Pochettino, when he was at Southampton, he brought through a lot of English players in that yeah. Southampton team. Yeah. Right? So that this could be a match made in heaven. Ollie yeah. likes the British players. It's Brexit FC. Um, <laughs> Pochettino knows how to bring in the youth, and he knows how to play young young English lads. Yeah, yeah. So it suits the Glazers down to a T. You know what better manager? If you've got to make the best out of a bad situation, right? I don't think there's a better manager out there at the minute than we, Pochettino we who can bring through youngsters and make a team to go to a Champions League final with no money spent. We we are we are we are literally. I mean, this is. 
it, this is not a manifest. I want people to understand we are having a really serious conversation following an FA Cup win, and um, mm. not to not to disregard what Marcus. I just needed to make that point, Marcus, because people will think that I'm upset. I'm not. I'm just kind of looking at the points that were raised to me in the week, and we could talk about the FA Cup win, but it was it was trend man. It was trying there. You know, on yeah. to the next round. Hey, you know, Man United are, Man United are meant to win those games, you know. So, you know, I feel great about it, happy, yep, yeah, still in the competition, still got a possibility to win, but it's trying there. And in terms of what you're saying about Pochettino and Oli, I'm not sure Pochettino will will be sitting wherever he is, whatever deck chair he is or Sandy Beach watching what's going on that he would want any one of the backroom staff that's currently in place now because I'm telling you he will have seen what's happened and he will make sure that he has his own people in place yeah. he will not want to keep on you know he will not want to keep on anyone that has the t the slightest tinge of class of 92 or an association with the class of 90 he will not want them in his garden at all i need to go to the comments very quickly jessica is having a go at me stop it uh, she <laughs> says um but rodney you are then showing how it is the owners not buying that is the major issue um yes i am jessica the owners not buying this isn't just about the issue i'm talking about the players that are already at the club the academy there is talented players there that are not being used and who will no doubt walk away from the club in the summer and go and play. Gomez is linked to Barcelona. So come on, between Barcelona and Manchester United, if Barcelona came, you'd go. Chong has been linked to Inter Milan and Juve are talking to him as well, his agent. So they'll probably think we're going to get um, nice young talent. The tax laws in Italy has changed, which makes it much more, you know, realistic and, 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 and you know, attractive to, to get in English talent, which is why Inter Milan have gone crazy with anyone from England, from, you know, uh, Ashley Young, Lukaku, you know, they, they, they've gone crazy. Inter, uh, who, Ericsson from Spurs, all of those players are going over to Italy now because it's now been more, it's now made more attractive in terms of their, their, their tax laws. So you'll see more and more players going that way. What you won't see, and what you said, Marcus, in terms of Brexit, is that that, after the 31st, and this is something I did on a podcast many months ago, Jessica will remember, that when Britain leaves Europe, the Home Office restrictions that were already in place will triple in terms of how clubs buy players or bring players over to play in England. No, Britain will no longer be part of the European Union. That means they have a totally separate system. That means that the, the, the ease at which you got hold of players from Spain or Poland or um, Portugal would disappear, which is why Manchester United have been linked for silly money with a 16-year-old. And now we need to get into crazy transfer news. 30 million? <laughs> Christ. Ridiculous. I'm not, I am not. didn't mean that in a rude way because I know some people, when you say the word, um, Christ, they, they get upset, but I didn't. I don't mean to be rude. Um... The craziest transfer news I've heard this week, as we move towards the latter part of our little little chit chat, Carlos Tevez. Carlos Tevez mm. has been rumoured. The 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 so the social media stroke main print media have have written 
that he might possibly return on loan. Carlos Tevez. And I'm going to ask you guys in the comments to let me know what you think about that. But Marcus, Carlos Tevez. No chance for me. <laughs> Absolutely no chance. Um, I, when he was at West Ham, yeah. I thought he was a great player. He ran into socks off. He was like a bull terrier for yeah. me. He was everywhere, absolutely everywhere. He came for United. He did replicate that um, yeah. a fair bit. Yeah. But I think when he went to Man City, um, no, nah, that put me off him. Yeah. That, well, that really did put yeah. me off him. Some of the stuff that he'd say and he'd do on, you know, when they uh, won the, I think it was the, the first title, I think they won when, yeah. when he was there um, with the Rip Fergie thing. Yeah. What? Yeah. No. Do, do, I'm going to be honest with you, right? I still class, and some may think what you're talking about, how, how can you consider this? Whilst um, Carlos Tevez did move away uh, from from Manchester United to Manchester City, I have, in the true fashion of television salt drama, blanked out that section of his career and hold <laughs> him... I do, I do. I hold him in high regard. This is kind of like the, the moment when you wake up in the shower and someone thought that you were really dead, but you're not really dead. You were just in the shower for an hour. And those four or five years have miraculously, they're no longer relevant. I'm not saying it's right, it's Ferguson's biggest mistake in letting him go. That was the pig-headed side of Sir Alex Ferguson, not actually saying this is a guy that really makes us tick. Now, if he's now going to come back on loan with Mike Phelan as assistant, when Mike Phelan was assistant to Sir Alex, I think that is the biggest mistake that Ollie can oversee or be attached to that will kind of go, that will literally kick him in the head and, and he'll yep. stay on the floor. Yeah. You know? I don't think he... How old is he now? 35, 36? Oh, yeah, he's... I mean, the legs legs are gone. Um, he... Uh, do you know what? I don't think many fans would take to it either, to be honest. Yeah. I, you know, you know, I'm just, you know, that was the silliest bit of news. So yeah, I'm hoping that is pie in the sky. Um, but in terms of Bruno Fernandez, oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't oh, think I get enough of this guy, you know. Seriously, um, I saw earlier in the comments someone said that he, you know, in the game that they saw him play this weekend, he was man of the match. Well, I'm like. Well, obviously, he's not joining Manchester United because he's still playing for the club that he signed to. Uh, this is another example of either Ed Woodward using the player as a smokescreen, knowing full well that they're not going to bring anyone in. Sporting Lisbon using Manchester United as a smokescreen because they want to ratchet up the price. And the fans being caught in the middle, pretty much like the pigeons in the park while the old man on the bench throws the crumbs. Mm -hmm. We are busy twisting our neck left and right, trying to work out which way this transfer is going to go. Both you and I said last week, it's not going to happen. We, we said it wasn't going to happen. And then we're moving towards transfer deadline day. And I don't see it happening. Do you believe it's going to happen? No, I don't think so. I honestly don't think so. Um... I've got to say as well, I also think if we're looking at all these players on loan, um, I would wonder about Solskjaer's position in the summer. Because mm. if we're going to bring in players on loan, 
for the six month period until the summer or you know next season, whatever. Um, why are the board not buying the players that Solskjaer wants in January? Surely one of them has got to be available. You know, um, yeah. so I, I was, well, I mean, Ollie might already know what's going on, but um, for me as a fan, outside looking in, I would, I would worry about his position. Yeah, really would. Yeah. Uh, if he was, if Bruno's one of Ollie's targets, you'd have to think, why is he not there? Yeah, you know, um, we exactly. know Pochettino liked him. Yeah, but might, maybe on the flip side of it, Pochettino don't fancy him there. Well, you know, I'm yeah, I'm querying. There's some good comments coming. I've got to get the comments in. Um, Jessica says, and going back a few moments, she says, I believe there was an illusion about Fergie. There was, there were many seasons where he won by the skin of his teeth. That's true. That was why we called it Fergie time. We love those moments, Fergie time moments. Uh, Peter says Fergie wasn't really a tactician. He built teams with a million. A winning mentality, the same as Klopp has got at Liverpool at the moment. True. Uh, Peter G says, get Paul Mitchell from um, RB Leipzig. Um, he's worked with Poch before. Could be, you know, could be. Yeah, that's another one as yeah, well. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, worked, and that's a young team. That is a young team. Really young yeah. team. Um, and Peter G's gone in uh, two-footed, I believe. Uh, let Oli take over the academy or on the 23 team. I believe he was there before. I'm, I'm not sure what they did. And they talk about him when he was there, when it was um, Paul Pogba. So, yeah, go figure. Um, Jessica's gone, have you thought about the fact that Woodward may be directing some of this? You mean like um, Littlefinger from Game of Thrones? If you haven't watched yeah. it, you'll know. Um, you'll need to know what it is, I mean, if you haven't watched it. Um, with players coming through and going, could be, it could be. Um Mark says Tevez is a joke and hopefully the rumour is too. Yeah, and uh, true. And Chris uh, Chris uh, uh, says this club ain't serious um, to rebuild. Um, Andy Goldskin said it best when he said we need four to five players and he wasn't talking about loan deals or average players. And Mark says no Bruno. <laughs> no, Bruno was the man of the match for us today. <laughs> it was a joke. Oh. <laughs> it was a joke. Invisible man. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. You got me there, Mark. You got me there. I appreciate that one. Um, th th again, with the whole Bruno Fernandes thing, it's I'm amazed that this guy has so heavily linked to Manchester United. Real Madrid aren't looking at him. Juve aren't looking at him. Inter are too busy looking at Ericsson. You know, so how good is he? Bayern Munich are looking young. at him. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. They're looking at Ashley Young. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Inter are looking at Ashley Young, but they're not looking at Bruno Fernandes. What is this? What is this? This is a small, yeah. You know, it's Barcelona. I, I believe there, there are links. I, I believe that we are, we did scout him. Oh, last listen. last season, um, but I've always said just because you scout someone doesn't make listen. it nailed on that they're coming. Listen. You know, you know, United probably scout someone every bloody week, but yeah. if the name is not big enough to sell newspapers, it won't get printed. Yeah. So you know, you look at this lad from from Birmingham. I think it's the thirty. Yeah. Million. It's um, not his name that's being talked about. It's the price tag. It's the price tag. Thirty million <laughs> for ridiculous. a sixteen or seventeen year old. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, know um, you, you just look at what the Portuguese press leak out and, 
you know, I, again, I, you know, I see people on Twitter and on YouTube talking about it and haggling over the five million and the add-ons and stuff. I, I think I said to you about a week or two ago, yeah. wasn't it, about the the add-ons that were mentioned that I'd read. Um, it's it's ludicrous. It yeah. really is all over five million pounds. It, it's a joke. If we are the third richest club in the world now, I think we are. Yeah. Um, but, but not. But, but, but as Jose would say. Not with football intelligence. No, exactly. You know what I mean. And yeah, you know, this these people are owners of an American football franchise. Yeah. And they are businessmen and ex bankers, and they can't tell that an extra five million on this lad would be in good investment. Yeah. It's ridiculous. But you know, asking Ashley Young to sign a new contract before he buggers off is. Mm. Uh, where where is the mentality in these people? Uh, money, money well, first. Yeah, and, money first. Yeah, Always money first. And that to me, you know, if you if you look at the two situations, that to me just I think just goes out and says yeah. they're not in. They, they don't. I don't think Bruno Fernandez thing is real. And like I said, we might have scouted him. Yeah. You know, we, we scouted Ronald, Ronaldinho many years ago. Oh, um, We're still scouting <laughs> Snyder and Griezmann. Someone's, Doesn't mean they're coming. Someone stuck afraid. in the long grass somewhere hiding. Yeah. Just waiting for him you to know, come out of his balcony. It's, <laughs> it's some some of the the stories they they get you know they get passed on passed on then the legs get added to it and then someone else will add more to it and it just gets out of control and you go back to the source of whoever wrote the article. The you think you know, <laughs> that's a big word. <laughs> that's that, a big one. <laughs> um, you go back to the articles and you think none of that was even mentioned in the original article. Yeah. You know, so it's just people adding and adding to it. And yeah. I don't think it'll happen. I think, if anything, it'll be a loan for a midfielder and a loan for a striker. And I believe those two that were mentioned the other day, is it Selimani? Oh, well, this... this right, well, okay. Is it Turkey and one <laughs> well, somewhere else? Right, we are literally running toward... You've mentioned Selimani. We've got about eight minutes or so before we come to the end. And I want to get everyone's in the comments. If you could just, you know... One word about this Slomani. And also, I'd like another, not so much word, but a comment from you. Um, have you enjoyed our little chats, myself and, Mark, and, and the right honourable Sir Mad Marcus? If, if you have, that's just a nice smiley face in the comments would, would go. And, and, and a like as well. And, uh, and if there is anything you would like us to talk about, please let us know. And you can do that by sending uh, uh, me a message on Twitter. Um, it's at Rodney underscore Cyrus and also on in the comments as well and you could even probably contact Marcus himself you know you can find him the right honourable yeah, I love Marcus. talking to people on Twitter my DMs are always open for yeah, anyone I, I don't um... my DMs are never open my DMs are open what am I talking about yeah. um, right Slamani, the guy that couldn't do it at Leicester <laughs> he's on loan from Leicester he's, Leicester have loaned him out yeah. In all honesty, I come think on. there's more truth to this transfer and that other lad than there is to Bruno Fernandez. Oh. I think we're more likely to get these two done than Fernandez because these two don't have a transfer fee. Right. In in um Mark has gone, uh Slimani sounds like a sandwich filler. Chris has gone <laughs> yeah. uh, slimy, one word. <laughs> yeah. Cheap. That's it. That's that's the key word. Cheap. Cheap. It's cheap. cheap. 
It's cheap. They don't want to money out of their own pockets, mate. They it's don't. as simple as that. And if they can get them two on loan until the summer, and then I think, like I say, if why? I, I just don't get it. Surely some transfer target of Ollie's somewhere, yeah. no matter what club it is, everyone's got a price, right? Okay, they might pay a little bit over. They might pay a lot over. Right? But you can't tell me that not one of his targets are available. Right? There's a, quite a few clubs out here that are in desperate need of money, and Sporting Lisbon being one of them. And yeah. you're haggling over five million, apparently. It, it's a joke, bro. It, it, is, a a joke. Joke. it is a joke. Um, going back in the comments, jumping back in, Jessica has flagged it up with a smiley. We should have got Ericsson. <laughs> Simple as that, she's saying. And and to be honest, I, I believe, like Ericsson. I like Ericsson, but you know, some players, obviously, with the, the the Brexit deal pending, some players will only want to spend a certain amount of time away from uh, their own country, but also within it to stay within a particular country for a number of years. And he spent a long time at Spurs and he probably believes that he's seen everything that he can possibly see in the Premier League uh, and he wants to experience something else before his career is to, is over and he wants to do it in, within a time period that suits him. You know, when he's still a good player instead of, oh, I went to Italy when I was 33, mm. you know, which is mm. slightly different. On the Cavani one, he's desperate to leave uh, PSG. He's out of contract in the summer. PSG wants some money for him. The reason he won't um, probably come to the UK is, is language. He'll have to learn another language and he doesn't really want to. You can go to Italy. He understands um, Italian. But this just goes to show, Rodney, right, yeah. that you're talking about a language barrier there, right? Yeah. Not even the amount of money United were willing to pay him in wages can yeah. convince him yeah. because there's nothing else that they could use to convince yeah. a player of that quality to come to the club. Yeah. Because what can they say to him? Oh, you're going to be first striker basically until the end of the season. Mm. We'll pay you 300000 a week upwards to come in and do that job. And he's turned around and said, no, nah, because I've got to learn English. Well, it's not so much... He wants to go and play for um, Simeone. Athletic, isn't it? Yeah, he wants to play for yeah. Simeone. And, and to be fair, when you look at Cavani's career and how he's a really kind of go-get-em, action-packed centre-forward... That fits the Atletico model, really. It really does. The high-tempo football. You, you look at the situation again. How many strikers have Atletico got? You know, they, they again, like I say, they, they have a number. But, but the, the issue is, he wants to go to the club for the manager. That's who, mm. You know, if any player is arriving at Manchester United now, they're not signing because of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. They're not. You know, they're oh. desperately going to get. And Slomani, I say, he's still on the books of Leicester. He's on loan. He's not, they didn't sell him. He's on loan. And of course then as well, you're saying they're not coming for Solskjaer, right? Again, you look at, it goes back to what I said about Poch earlier. You mm. look at, this is you make the best of a bad situation, right? If you're not going to back Solskjaer and all you're going to do is just give him loan deals, right? Who in the world of football management, can get the best out of this group of players without a transfer budget if they've got no money or they don't want to spend or whatever. Who can get a different tune out of these set of players? Yeah. Because, you know, and I think Pochettino is the perfect candidate for it. You know, he's, he's proved it at Southampton. There's no budget there. 
improved it at Spurs. There's no budget there. On on a yeah, <laughs> there's no budget there, but you know, there's a little bit, you know, but not as much as what United have. Yeah. About, you know, so to speak. But who can get a better tune out of these players? Who can get this group of players, especially with the injuries we got now? Yeah. Who could do that? Pochettino. Who would not be afraid to play Garner, Chong, Gomez, Pochettino? Right? Who would players in the summer want to come and play for the manager? Pochettino or Solskjaer? Poch. Poch. Who has the better style of play? Poch. Poch. You know, it's... You, know, you talk about Cavani there wanting to go and play for Simeone. Simeone's got a reputation of being a negative defence manager. Uh, yes, there's a lot no? said about... There's a lot said about... Um, um, uh, reputation that's been bigged up by certain media when they say certain things even with uh, uh jose you know they're mm. expecting him to have a, a breakdown and flare up and they you know uh, what i do realize sometimes when i listen to podcasts and and journalists is that they they, they really understand what the word redemption means yeah you know because if you do something one a particular way that's you for the rest of your career or your football career, and you know people can come around and be different. Um, I'm going to go look at it. Yeah, you, know, you do. Again, you you look at it and you look at the situations and you you, know, you evaluate the options and you try to think of you know what players are thinking and stuff like that. And you know I'm behind Ollie if if he's going to get backed and it doesn't look like he's going to. Yeah, it really doesn't. You look at what they spent in the summer. Around about sixty million, give or take, to you know, take away the Lukaku money and stuff. About sixty million there. What have they spent here? Absolutely nothing. They're talking about loan deals. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And if you're not going to back Ollie, then you need someone in charge who's got, you know, a bit more mentality about him to think. Right. How do I get the best out of this crop of players? How do I do that? I'm going to have to utilise the youth. I'm going to have to rotate, because that's another thing that's really done my head in battle in these last three or four weeks. The rotation, I don't mm. think, has not been good enough. He could have quite easily played a couple of kids in there today and still won two, three, quite comfortably. Well, but he went full strength. But I'm just saying, like, you know, it, you need, if if you're not going to, if your board are not going to back you with money, if you know the owners are not going to spend, then we need someone in charge who, can, who has got uh, some kind of, plan you know he's he's got a plan a b and c because at the minute all i see with ollie is plan a and he's not going to have plan b and c unless he's given the money yeah so his hands behind his back yeah really but yeah. what manager could make the best out of that situation i think pochettino because he's done it he's proven it yeah. so i think ollie needs money uh, you know if they're not going to spend money i think they got to get pochettino but I do think the director of football thing, it, it, it makes sense. <laughs> it's the cheaper option. Yeah. Um, you know, and it will save time. It yeah. will save time if, if everything is to be believed of what people are saying at the minute. Yeah. Well, do you know what? As always, you have the last word. It will save oh, sorry, time. Mike, yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's always good to, 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 uh, to kind of move swiftly in a sense and wrap things up on, the, on, on a good note. It does save I get time. into my stride and you yeah. stop. Well, don't worry. Uh, let me just get into the into the comments very, very quickly before uh, we wrap things up. Chris says, 
You know, who seriously wants to come to a project full of lies and propaganda? I'm not pulling any punches there, Chris. Uh, I'm sure Pogba was promised to challenge for major titles. Uh, there are proper projects that have football genuine ambition. Um, Rasmus is saying, well, Valencia had lived in... He said, well, Valencia had lived in England for many years We've hardly learned any English. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. He's just a, an adult footballer walking around with Siri. <laughs> just, uh, you know, um, I don't think language is a big obstacle. But that's a good point. And um, Erasmus, he says, Igalo was let by by struggling Watford and we want him. That is such progress. Um, yeah. Just, oh. Oh, do you know, well, this is another yeah. thing, you know, again, I'll go back to it. The lies and the propaganda, right? Yeah. People, the majority of United fans think that Ollie's a puppet in the Glazer's pocket, right? I don't so, know if he is. Well, no, this is it. But if you're a player playing at Barcelona or something and you're linked to United and you want the move, who yeah. are you going there for with this current regime and this current manager? Do you see progress? Not really. <sighs> Do you, do you see a philosophy? No. Yes. Well, do you, do, do, the, the philosophy in itself is about counter-attacking football, and that's what it is. That's the premise of what we've seen so far, and I don't know if... But has he got the players to do that? Well, that's... The, I mean, the, whether he has the players, what I mean, what does he mean? The players he has, he does have. He, he wants a strong defence, and he wants fast players up front. That's what he I've wants. I've got to say, right, I've got to say, just to change it a bit, I'll probably get some stick for this now. I won't be wanted to come back on anymore. What? But I think now Rashford is out, right? Yeah. Everyone is going to see just how bang average Martial is. That, you're not going to get any hate, I don't believe. I actually put a question out as well in terms of Anthony Martial. I know <laughs> he's, he's, a, he's not... He's a football... He's a winger wearing a number nine shirt. Mm. That's what he is. He's a winger. He's a... He's, he's, a, he's someone who likes to play out on the left and come inside. Really, he shouldn't be wearing the number nine. I know, you know, he should be wearing the number 11. We all know actually, he was I upset. should have said that, actually, yeah. just how bang average he is. As yeah, he's, he's not. He's not he, for me, he's not a number nine. Uh, give him a number seven, um, give him a number um, 10, maybe, or a, or 11, you know, or even a 13. But as a number nine, uh, it's a shirt that has an iconic meaning, just like number seven. It means something in football language, you know. People look to see who's wearing that shirt, uh, and yeah, no. Uh, I'm actually average. looking forward to when to when uh, Pogba comes back, actually, because um, you know he's he's this highly spoken player and, and this leader that uh, we need, according to a lot of people on Twitter. So I'm looking forward to him coming back, galvanising this team, yeah. <laughs> making that, you know, making the push for top four. Um, I think, you know, Scott as well. Um, I saw that video of Scott walking on Twitter. Yeah. This, um, yeah. This, Rashford, you know, he's driving himself to training there. Yeah, that's fine. Don't, uh, it, it, uh, yeah. It, yeah, don't listen. All uh, PR. Two hairline yeah. fractures at the back and a yeah. bone floating in, isn't yeah. he? Just, just, mm. just take your time, boys. Take your time. <laughs> take your time. I'm, I'm looking forward to these players coming back. I really am. I really oh, am. Because I want to see... I, I don't think it's going to make any difference to the way they play or no. how they how the team um, goes through the gears. No. But I, I think you'll see now. I think I've been talking about Rashford being the most important player in that team going forward for ages, absolutely ages. And, you know, the Martial FC bandwagon, uh, I came across, across it quite early 
actually, when mm. I was doing United Stand. And, um, <laughs> I got a bit of stick for it, but I, I, I don't know. But I, I yeah. just think, you know, 11 goals, well, 12 today for Martial this season yeah. in all competitions. Yeah. 10 of those have come when Rashford has been playing. Yeah. Right. Well, now, if there's a stat to sync all stats about Martial FC, it's that. Well, I tell you what, right, to to throw this out there to those that are, are, are watching, listening, uh, if you ever wanted to see the heat map of a player look not even like it's had heat, you might want to watch a, a, a Tony Martial heat match from a particular game, any particular game, and you compare it to the other players in the team, you will be absolutely surprised. Uh, and Jessica who was in the comments earlier, will know exactly what I'm talking about. She's probably having a little giggle because uh, there was one particular game, even the goalkeeper had more heat on the heat map. <laughs> so that that just that just tells you everything that you need to know. Uh, on his day, man, the, the kid is good. Yeah, on his I'll day, that. On on his his day, day in good. another planet, in an alternate universe. But yeah. as a United number nine, right, without Rashford on that left-hand side, He's nothing. No, to he's me, he's, he's not a nut. He's a, he's a, he again, you know, like I say, Daniel James, uh, Marcus Rashford, Martial, they're wingers who are quick uh, but couldn't function as a number nine. Rashford is a winger, he's not a number nine. He likes to come in from the left. Martial, likewise. But Rashford's in the pecking order, he's in front of Martial yeah. uh, for that, that position. And Marshall is, you know, vying for second place with Daniel James coming in from the left or right. I did feel a bit sorry for him today because when he was off the ball, Martial, he, um, you know, doing his movement, that he was getting kicked an awful lot and, yeah. you know, pushed in the back and stuff. Yeah. But as a number nine, yeah. you got to take that. Well, that's, you know, it's, it's football. But it's, it's every every time he gets touched, man, he's on the floor. Yeah. You know, and I think to myself, come yeah. on, man, look at the size of you. Yeah. You know, you like like a tank. Yeah, you, man. I'm going to be honest with you. I went to watch my local um, semi-pro women's team, Dulwich Hamlet women, play today, and I, I couldn't stay for the whole game. I went for the first half, and they were losing by one goal to nil. But uh, I'm, I'll be honest with you, some of the tackling in that game. Mm. Oh, I had to win. So I, I, yeah, sorry. I kind of oh, went off task there a little bit, guys. Sorry, <laughs> I remember last last year on Twitter, right? I got absolutely ridiculed for not watching the El Clasico, and I turned around and said to him, "Why would I want to waste my time? Right, waste an hour and a half of my life on twenty-two ballet dancers? Right? Because every time they go down, their hands are up, waving the uh, the imaginary card, and there's more time of them on the floor than playing football. Yeah, it's pathetic. Yeah, it, it, that's it, it, not football." It's not football. No, it's it's awful. It's supposed, to, you know, it's supposed to be a man and a woman sport there. And like you said, there, there's harder tackles going yeah. through in yeah. the women's games than what there is in the men's yeah. games. There were some. There, well, I do not saying harder, but I just, you know, I, I, I saw a couple of tackles today in challenges, and I just thought, yeah, you know. And then you see what you see on Premier League football. Some obviously it's physical and that, but the, the continual rolling and X Y Z, you just kind of. Oh. Yeah. Come on, come on. Right, we're going to, we've literally run to time, uh, right, Honourable Sir Mad Marcus. Um, it's been a blast. We've literally one hour 20. 
We've, that's the longest one we've done. Long, long, right? one. Yeah. We're not trying to go for too long. We just we, there was so much to talk about. That's what it was. It was so much to talk about. We try and contain it and bite size it, but you know, uh, it's been absolutely fantastic having you on yet again. I hope everyone oh, in the comments has yeah. enjoyed our little uh, discussion and conversation. Well, next week is going to be a blast because we'll be out of the Carabao Cup and we'll probably lose to Wolves. So make sure Ooh. everyone tunes in next week. <laughs> Tune in. Well, I'll, I'll, let me know if 7pm was okay for you guys. Uh, obviously, next week it'll be different because the game's on. It might go back to 8pm, but today 7pm was because of a, a, an issue for myself in terms of scheduling, but I've enjoyed it. It's allowed me to go on for a little bit longer. But uh, yes, uh, everyone in the comments, Jessica, Peter, Chris, Mark, Rasmus, who else have I missed? There's so many. I've missed you all. Uh, Mark, uh, Peter G, da, 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 da. Matthew Crichton. Hi, how are you, Matthew? All, all the way back there. And there's a there's a Mad Marcus in the comments. Oh, it's you, Marcus. I'll thank everyone for joining. It's been great. We've uh, the following on from last week. So many questions. This week it was so many answers. Uh, we hope that we've provided you some of those answers. It could be a whole clean out from the Glazers going, Woodward going, uh, Ollie going or going upstairs, depending on uh, which position you take. Um, it's nice from me to say goodbye to you. Uh, this was uh, on and off the pitch and so many answers. And that guy was uh, Mad Marcus. I'll see you guys very soon. Bye for now.